This is Ben Rock, director of Alien Raiders, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Thinking outside the long box crew, this is Doyle, and uh, I'm here with Elsie Holt, uh, writer and director of an upcoming project that you have a chance to be a part of, Indiegogo, and uh, Wes Robinson, actor in the movie. Uh, how you guys doing? Good, good, man. How are you? Doing very good this morning. So first off, I saw that I, I jumped on there this morning and saw that you guys are already getting pretty close to your goal. It looked like it was like 60% almost. Yeah, we're just about at 60%. I think last time I checked, it was at 58. Yeah, hopefully, it will be even more than that when uh, everyone's listening and watching this. So, uh, yeah, Watchdog is doing really well. We launched last Friday. We have incredible perks on there, that some of which you'll never find anywhere else. You know, executive producer, associate producer, co-producer. But then a lot of stuff with, you know, actors, 8 by 10s that can be signed, soundtracks, Mark Patton, who is one of the actors in the movie from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, is putting up an incredible perk package. And you can also appear in the movie if you want to uh, buy a role in the movie. There are so many great things that you could find on that, that Indiegogo. And we, we're very transparent in how we run them. So we wanted everyone to know that you know every cent that we raise on the Indiegogo goes has an allotted spot in our budget with this film, which is not a huge budget on the film, but it, it's certainly enough to make Watchdog happen. And uh, we're really excited to get started on it in September when we're going to shoot. Awesome. Yeah, actually, I think the uh, the show, we picked up a couple of your perk packages this morning, right before you guys went on. So just because we're excited about the movie, we uh, think outside the long box, we're big horror movie fans. So well, let me let me. Yeah, let me thank you so much for that too, man, because we appreciate every single donation, whether it be $15 or, you know, $2,000, uh, because everyone makes it possible. Yeah, definitely. It's a, I'm a huge fan of the, that type of um, crowdfunding as well. I've been a big part of the Indiegogo fan, I mean, going way back. So it's, it's always been something I'm excited when you get to see an artist like both of you guys are obviously getting to do their work and then getting their fans to help produce their work. It's just a very pure form of, uh, of entertainment that you get see, I, uh, at the end of the thing. So I didn't even know. Um, I actually had never even, I mean, I knew I had, I'd heard of Indiegogo, but I never knew like what it was about. Um, I'd, I'd heard of Kickstarter, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. but I do think, like you said, it's, it's a great way to, to finance things for people who want to make stuff. And, um, and, you know, a lot of times, especially like having worked on like, um, you know, sets with, with higher budgets and stuff, there's, there's so much passion on, in, in, um, on a film set with people that, uh, that do it with their friends and, and, and want to get better every time. And I think, um, there's a lot of professionals on this set, but you know, there's, there's that aspect of, uh, of indie filmmaking that is just so exciting because you, you get to create together, uh, collaboratively like that's not you know based solely on like a studio system like you feel like you're really a part of it and i think that's what's cool about indiegogo as well is like if you become an executive producer on watchdog then you're an executive producer on watchdog you know what i mean so it's just it's just a really cool way to to, to film things and, and to be together and like uh and, and put like-minded people together and um, i think it's really cool awesome 
Wes, since we just had you talking about the campaign a little bit, you want to give our listeners a little bit of a background about your acting uh, career so far? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been acting for uh, what I realized is like damn near 20 years now of my life. I uh, moved out to L.A. when I was uh, a kid and uh, got an agent and all, and all that jazz and then did TV and movies and, and commercials and things and uh, and worked pretty consistently for a long time. And then I I guess my biggest film that people would probably know me from is Blair Witch. Um, uh, I was laying in the 2016 version of that of that movie. And, you know, I, uh, I, uh, through, through very, through a lot of events, I ended up relocating to the East coast for a bit and, uh, meeting someone who kind of reignited my love for film again. And then I got to meet LC on a film set and, uh, and, um, he, he said, you know, let me give you my script and, and you can check it out. And, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I was like, I absolutely want to do this. And that's when I kind of got introduced into like what crowdfunding is and Indiegogo and, um, and that whole, you know, that whole scene. So that's my career, basically. Awesome. Yeah, Wes, Wes and I were always, uh, Wes and I have both been acting for many decades at this point. So, and, you know, and then I became a, uh, I've written and directed three movies, uh, one of which is coming out in the, in the holiday season of this year called Time's Up. And it was great to to meet Wes as an actor. And sometimes you meet people and it's just like, well, this is definitely someone I want to work with over and over again. And I love working with friends. And just to kind of piggyback on what, what Wes said, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's great to work with friends. And I just am very fortunate to have worked with very talented people over the years. And so I feel the same. I yeah. will say, not to step on your what you were saying, but to, to go off of... Um, well, we were talking about Indiegogo and, and people going in and grabbing a perk and, you know, becoming a part of our crew or, or you know, the uh, producer or what, what have you. Um, there's a, also a, a special effects perk in there where you can um, kind of intern our special effects makeup artist. Um, I think there's two of those. And um, what's cool about that is, is like, you know, I've worked with a bunch of these people on previous movies now. And this set will be... Um, I mean, everyone's just great. Everyone's, everyone's wonderful. Um, everyone's got a great sense of humor. Everyone takes it seriously. Everyone wants to put out the best thing possible. Um, everyone's uh, very professional. And I, I think that it's a great group to uh, to dip your feet in if you want to try you know, something in the filmmaking world and, and you want to get your first taste of it. Um, it would be a, a great group to do that with. Well, that sounds like a, a really awesome perk. Actually, it's, um, I've done a few internships in my past, um, not in that capacity, but they're great ways to learn and dip your feet into a, a, a type of a career path essentially see if you see if it's something that you like see if it's something that you uh, want to keep doing but just a great way to learn a new skill set so it's cool that you actually bring that option to the fans of where they can not only uh, uh help support the movie but uh potentially find something that they love doing as well absolutely yeah we have two different internships we actually we have one that Wes was mentioning with the special effects artist Derek Worley who's fantastic worked on a many many films uh Fear Clinic and uh, uh you know Watchdog he's going to work on this movie and he's a great guy and we also have an internship perk for people who want to learn about filmmaking you can be on the set with us for five days work directly with me and the crew and all the cast which would you like me to to explain Watchdog the summary and who's in it? Sure. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. So why don't let's do it now? Yeah, uh, Watchdog is about a man in his 30s named Travis Wilkes, who is played in the movie by um, a great actor named Chaney Morrow, who was in some horror films that many of you, I'm sure, have already seen: um, Wrong Turn, Foundation, Haunt. 
he's also in Time's Up, the last film that I directed. And he is basically mugged one night. And a drifter appears and helps him out of this situation, this violent mugging. And the drifter is played by Wes Robinson. And he, so out of gratitude, this guy, Travis, who Cheney plays, invites Wes's character back to the house that he shares with his girlfriend. And he doesn't realize he's really inviting in a very dark and, and potentially quite evil force that leads into a night of, of horror as these, this you know, really good, uh, sweet couple are now faced with, you know, certain death and they have to, so the film, you take the journey through the night with them as they try to survive in this, this, what Fangoria called a reverse home invasion situation, which I thought was a great way of putting it. Yeah. I love that too. It's a great way of describing this movie. Yeah. So in the cast, you have Chaney Morrow, who I mentioned from Haunt and Wrong Turn. You have Wes, from Blair Witch and many other films, television shows. We have Celeste Blandon, who Wes and I worked with recently on a film called uh, Phantom Fun World. Mark Patton from A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp and Victor Crowley. Lucas Dunaway, who has worked on many films with us, including Phantom Fun World. Uh, Daniel John Kearney, who is in Late Checkout uh, and many other films. It's a really wonderful cast and 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 i think it's going to make for a great unusual and very violent experience for the audience it's it's going to be something that's visceral you know you're going to go through the night with these people and it's going to scare the crap out of you really that's i mean it sounds like a very interesting i was reading a little bit about it as well but what i love about that type of uh that home invasion kind of genre is a, I mean, it's like, it's a love weird type of thing. I guess it's like, makes me a weird person, but it's something that like can actually happen. So it kind of heightens up the fear level a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas sometimes you're watching a demon movie or something and you're like, ah, I've never really seen anything like that. So it's kind of like, it's easy to put your brain away from, but in that situation where it's like, you know, a stranger is coming to your own home, that kind of fear level seems to get ramped up just a, a notch or two. So and I, I'm looking I forward to it. I can't wait for people to see what Wes is going to bring to this movie as a really interesting and uh, complex character. You know, he's a great actor and, um, and having acted for so many years myself and being known primarily as an actor, you know, I, I, I love actors. I love what they can bring to a project because I, I, I know what it's like to do it. So, you know, and all the complexities of trying to create a good layered, uh, interesting performance and all the people in this movie are going to be able to do that. And, you know, having a great cast really helps in making a great movie. Sure. Thanks, Elsie. I think everyone would agree. I mean, you have the best script in the world, but if the actors aren't selling it on the screen, it's just it's hard to buy in as an audience. It's great that you have such faith in your cast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can, and the script too, you know, you can never make a a good movie from a bad script. It's just impossible. So you can, you can make a a great script bad if you try, (laughs) you know, so that's what's important about having a really solid, great group of actors and crew members as well. 
you know, people like Derek, uh, Derek Worley, people like uh, Jaron Lewis, who is our uh, cinematographer. You know, you have to get all the elements and it's like making a stew. You got to get all the ingredients right or else it's not going to work. And I've never gone into a movie I've directed with so much confidence in the people I've worked with as I am with Watchdog. That's awesome. Because uh, if anyone's followed your past, this isn't the first time you've done this. So it's it's obviously something you're passionate about. It's something you've delivered on in the past. I'm sure it's looks to me like it's very, very much going to go through here. So we hope to be able like I said, we, we went ahead and jumped on that. So we'll hopefully send a bunch of our followers that way as well. Hopefully there'll still be some spots available to jump in. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, just because to me, the number seems crazy. Is is 15K the total budget of the movie? Actually, 15K, we have some private investors who are going in. So 15K okay. is going to supplement uh, the investors. So the overall budget of the movie will be closer to 35K. Okay, even that is incredibly small for these uh, Yeah. These well, I mean, it's like with Time's Up, you know, we had uh, the last movie I directed, we had like a $90,000 budget. And, you know, what I learned from directing that movie was there's a lot of waste sometimes in filmmaking. So if you design a movie, if you write a movie and design it to where it's like basically one location with a very limited group of actors and you get in people who are really good, you know, you can do it on, on like 35 uh, you just have to know what you're doing. And that's why when when I go into pre-production, you know, I have already storyboarded the movie. There's, as Wes knows, there's 66 pages of storyboards. I'm <laughs> obsessive about scheduling and budgeting. You have to know exactly what you're doing and where every single cent is going to be spent. And if you're that like meticulous and OCD about it and you, you stick to it and you have a plan, a solid plan, you can do it for, for something like 35 easily, a film like this. That's I The only reason I brought that up is because I thought it's cool to hear that you can actually make a legitimate movie for that amount of money. I mean, uh, if you think about it, it's amazing. Some of the people like uh, the, the second, you know, uh, Wes and I, uh, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this, but, you know, Wes and I worked with Adam Wingard in our careers. I've done four movies okay. with him and then Wes directed, um, Wes acted in Blair Witch, which Adam yeah. Wingard directed. And, you know, Wingard and I came up together. I've known Adam since he was 19. And, uh, you know, nowadays he's directing Godzilla versus King Kong. But the second movie we directed, uh, I, I was in it that Adam directed, uh, we did for $3,000. And it went to Rome Film Festival. It got all of these incredible critical accolades and really pushed him into getting funding for his next movie, which was a much higher budget. Uh, and then you think about Robert Rodriguez with Al Mariachi, you know, he had $7,000 and that yeah. started his career. You know, it's, it's really amazing. If you're careful and if you're creative and if you know how to work within your limitations, you can do amazing things with very little. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's impressive to hear, but also just really cool to hear. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening or, you know, maybe they're not listening. Hopefully they are that perhaps want to pursue, you know, a, a career in these type of storytelling fields and, I think there a lot of people are put off by thinking like there's no way I could ever do that because you know the money when you look at a Hollywood movie picture you see like you know 190 million dollars for this and that and it's just I'm sure that kind of movie demands that kind of money but that um, if you have an original story and you're willing to commit yourself and like you said dot all the eyes that you know you could potentially raise the money like you're doing yourself to get your own project off the ground as well so 
And I know, I know Wes can speak to this as well on bigger projects. There's a lot of waste, you know, too. So, Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like anybody who's, uh, who's got a story to tell and, and, and wants to, to go that route. I mean, I think that's, I wish, I mean, you know, I've been growing up, I was always acting like from the minute I can even remember anything. Um, and so I wish I'd known, I don't, I'm sure it wasn't around back then, but like, it would have been nice to, you know, have had an avenue to, to, to crowdfund and, and make some of my things happen at, the, at that time. Um, and I think it's just really cool that people can do that now. And, you know, I've been, I w- I w- I'll admit I was a little hesitant on the first one that I did that was like that. And it was a terrific experience. Um, it's where I met some of my closest friends now. And uh, like I said before, a great group of people, um, very professional and, uh, and it looked great. And I think it'll be great. So, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things. Uh, if, if like, like, Stu, um, like um, Elsie said, if you've got it, all the ingredients right, um, it'll be good. So, and, and you know, something else, you know, something else that really helps nowadays, as opposed to like when Ro- Robert Rodriguez, for instance, was starting, you know, Robert Rodriguez shot his first film on 16 millimeter. And me and Wingard, me and Adam Wingard did our first movie on 16 millimeter very expensive to shoot on film absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> and now nowadays it's like the the prosumer cameras and sound equipment you can get is so affordable and accessible that helps filmmakers with lower budgets so much because you can make something that looks and sounds gorgeous for very absolutely. little for very little like equipment budget yeah you know? oh definitely i do I do uh, photography and videography as, as a hobby, and uh, I do film photography as well. And even in that genre, I mean, film photography, you're looking $90 for a couple rolls of, of high-quality film as opposed to a great cinematic camera you can have in your hands, you know, for a nice lens for, like, under ten grand, even less than that sometimes. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely not as, I would assume, not as big a barrier as it used to be. Oh, it was a lot harder back in the older days when you had to shoot on film. You know, I mean, that was sometimes it was like tens of thousands of dollars just for the equipment. And nowadays, you know, you you can really put that money creatively toward making a great movie and creating a great production value uh, instead of just spending it on developing film. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, that phrase? Oh, so you check the gate, check the gate. Check the gate. Yep. <laughs> oh, I have so many stories I could tell about those days. Like doing our first film with Wingard, you know, homesick and do a shooting it on film and stuff. I mean, it was a whole different world uh, to what you could yeah. do in, in video, you know. Yeah, that was interesting, too. I mean, when I started my career, um, you know, everyone was shooting on film and there was a certain, I mean, even on bigger sets, um, the ones I'm speaking of specifically were, weren't necessarily big sets, but I mean, even on bigger sets and they didn't want to waste film, you know, that was a very expensive way to shoot, like you said. So, uh, things have come a long way and, and, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I'll find myself like watching fan films on YouTube and I'm just like astounded at the, the quality. So, I mean, people can do it now and I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going back to the, to watch dog one more time real quick here. So you are the writer and the director, correct, Elsie? Yes, I wrote the screenplay and I am directing it. I'm also one of the producers. But it's very similar to what I did with Time's Up, where I I filled those roles. Only I acted in Time's Up. uh, And in this movie, I'm turning the acting over to... uh, to all of my very talented friends. So I'll be behind the camera entirely for Watchdog. Just coming at it from that writer's perspective, because uh, in the case of the writers listening, how do you go about uh, scripting a movie in your head that you're also having to like, you know, visualize later down the line? Because it should be with directing as well. Is there a different process to that? Or is it 
kind of always the same thing, just writing a script? Well, when I write a script, I'm very careful in how I write it. I, I usually outline things, and there's no one way of doing it. There's only the way that sure. works for you, you know, whatever works for you. But the way that I specifically do it is I think about things a long time, and I think about the story, and more I think even about the theme of the story. And then these little ideas will start to come to me in the five or six pieces, maybe. And they'll all kind of come together like puzzle pieces. And then some will fit and some will fall away. And once they fit together, then I, I know the story. So then I think about it. I write it down. I do like what I call a beat sheet where I take every single scene and I write it down in sequence and in order. And then I mix all that up and I write it again. I write it again. And then once I feel like I know the movie from beginning to end, then I'll write the actual script, the screenplay. And that usually takes about a month if I've done all my homework. That, that process goes quicker uh, because I've thought about it and worked it out. And I know the characters and I know from beginning to end. You know, I think with a novel, you don't necessarily have to know the end. With a script, you have to know where you're going. You know, because it's such a condensed form of storytelling. You have two hours, an hour and a half tops to tell your story. So you better make every single second of that count towards something that's going to push it forward, you know, push it forward. And for me, a horror film is like in the writing of it and in, in the directing of it. I think of horror films as trains, you know, once they leave the station, they have to go fast and they have to go brutal and they have to go vicious until you sm smash into the station at the end, you know, and then you just break right through it. It has to be pulse pounding, uh, engaging and uh, uh, always... I can confirm this one does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Watchdog is going to be quite a ride. You know, I, I, that's the thing about me as a filmmaker that the last thing I ever want to do is bore people. You know, I, I think the worst thing Watch you could possibly, the worst thing you could possibly do is bore people, you know, especially with a genre film, uh, a horror film. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm very uh, keen on making a great ride for people. Oh, that's cool to hear. Uh, and we, we review a lot of movies. That's, I think that's one of the things we, we tick a lot of negative boxes on movies is improper pacing and just not engaging the audience. There are so many movies that it just fall off or have an hour of dead time like where it's just like that could just be cut out of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't I have mean, to watch these dudes walk around for an hour. As, as a writer, you know, it's tricky. It's a balancing act, man, to do, to try and figure out, you know, how do you get, make sure the characters are solid, make sure the performances are solid, make sure that there are people you can root for. Because, yeah. you know, I think if you don't have characters who are, who, who the audience can relate to and root for, you, you, you really have a shallow kind of thing. And you want people to be engaged. Uh, but at the same time, you want to keep the plot going and the, you know, keep the pulse pounding rhythm of it, make it interesting and always engaging. It's, it's tough, man. It, it is. When you write, it's a balancing act and you just, you just have to figure out what you're doing beforehand and then execute it. Again, I want to uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. I know we're looking forward to it. Like I said, we went ahead and grabbed a couple of your uh, pretty awesome perk packages there. And I highly recommend uh, anyone who's listening to the show to check them out on Indiegogo. Don't want to keep you guys much longer here, but we really appreciate you guys doing an interview with us. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having us. And, and also thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. Well, yeah. yeah. 
definitely. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for supporting. And thank everyone out there listening to support for supporting us. And uh, go check out the Indiegogo Watchdog. I think it'll be, uh, you won't regret the, uh, supporting this film because it's going to be something really special. So go to Indiegogo Watchdog. We're still trending. Show us some support and we'll, we won't let you down. Again, guys, this is, uh, I was Doyle. Uh, thanks, LC. Thanks, Wes. Um, you guys can listen to Thing Outside the Long Box. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, pretty much anywhere the internet will take it. So uh, have a great day, and uh, thanks again for listening. Bye. Thanks, guys. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah! <laughs>